Live from the BMO Field South End Supporters section, good luck against Tranmere on Saturday, South End. Up the shrimpers. <laughs> it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Well done. Welcome back to another episode of the TFC Podcast, most often described as Weekly. Courting controversy with our hard-hitting brand of journalism often lands this panel afoul in the mainstream press. Blocked on Twitter by a newspaper that is 83% stripper ads and 16.9% Leafs articles, it's Duncan Fletcher. Hello! Hi, Kurt. I, I don't know if you can hear me or not. <laughs> you, you're uh, blocked. After he's blocked, your part is just muted now. Okay. <laughs> it's like a rap video. You can hear the rest of You hear the other three of us. Okay. All of a sudden, dead sounds. That's right, Duncan. Yeah, I agree with you. That was a good point. Mm. Blocked on Twitter by Cat Arena Fancy Magazine, it's Mark Hinckley. Now, when you said weekly, do you mean W-E-E-K-L-Y or W-E-A-K-L-Y? Because I... I would disagree with both. I'd agree with both. Okay. Some some weeks. Just checking. Week. After being accidentally unfollowed by the Vocal Minority account, Kristen Knowles has taken a week off to weigh up her career options, and in her place is VMP's very own super sub, recently blocked on Twitter by podcast Guest Digest, it's James Crosby. I'm limbered up. I'm ready for my season debut. Six matches in. Feels good. Nice. Yeah, your little sports bra thing is giving you all the analytics you need. I have all of the numbers I could ever use. Nice. And blocked by a legion of betrayed Yorkshire Terrier owners, I'm Tony Walsh. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's mm-hmm. cast us some pod. As usual, Copa del Grandos Lagos, or Chicago versus Toronto for you non-cacaf types, is a fixture where anything can happen and often does. Ask most around TFC land last week, and a good display, if not a solid win, was expected as the Vanny Pack faced the Yellopian tubes. But if there's one thing the Windy City can handle, it's an overabundance of hot air. And fire-handed TFC a 3-2 defeat, the third loss in a row for the Reds. Regardless of the lineup, whether nearly full strength or patched with many a band-aid out of position, the hallmark of TFC's young 2015 has been a leaky defense. Despite everyone who has ever watched the sport screaming that TFC failed to satisfactorily fix this area in the offseason, it is one that is once again the Achilles heel of the side. I feel that it's a an easy target to say, oh, you know, Warren Corval this or Nick Haglin that, but am I wrong in thinking that the blame isn't necessarily the apparent lack of quality, but in what is being asked of these players? Yeah, I, I would say it's a bit of both, really. You know, I don't think the quality is great. It's maybe a, a decent first choice. There's not much depth, but and the main problem is that they're being asked to do too much and not being supported enough, and you add those two things together, and that's going to cause problems. And it has. Mm. I think this is where you get into the flexibility of a manager in, in how you would approach a game. Like, if you know you're missing your, your top two starting center backs, maybe maybe you sacrifice a little bit of that high-line, high-pressing sort of style that you want to go with, and maybe you, you go out there a little bit more conservative, have it in mind that you're going to need to back these guys up in order to get through the game. Mm-hmm. You know, quality is quality, and MLS clubs are always a little bit bear when it comes to you know 15 down on the roster so you sort of have to take that into account with how you approach these games and that's the major feeling that we've seen these past two weeks well that they have one true i don't want to call them a jewel but a good 
MLS defender in Justin Morrow mm-hmm. and, you know, forced to push him in the middle because he's the most capable guy around back there. Yeah, I guess they decided they'd rather go with Morgan on the left rather than Simonon in the middle for whatever reason. I, I, I don't know. Good to, you Simonon know. acquitted himself quite well against yeah. Salt Lake. There was no glaring error. I don't know why he decided to... I mean, you know, he rolled the dice. It didn't really work. Not seeing Justin Moore tons in his time at San Jose. I don't remember him being in the middle all that much. Definitely not known as a center back. No. But has the... You would assume by watching him in his time here that he has the nous to play, you know, across the back line. He has that kind of knowledge of of the game. You would hope. It's. I mean, he didn't look horribly out of place or anything, but you know, it is what it is. The depth isn't there really, and mm. I kind of have to agree with James. I, I would like. I wish that that Vanny for for all of his talk of how. This is a new strategy. Uh, this, this, his studentness of the game is prompted this strategy of his, um, and I know he's still trying to get that hammered into whatever lineup he seems to have at his disposal. But I would think a a, a good manager, a true student of the game, would be all for flexibility, or at least be prepared to say, "Okay, you know what? Under these circumstances." We're gonna play five at the back. I know that's extreme, but like something, mm-hmm. something along those lines. It doesn't. You don't have to stick to the grand plan under every situation, especially with an already depleted backline, but a backline that never had the depth to begin with. So he only enrolled in one tactic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, should have should have went to summer school. I, I just think to me, we're looking at it, it's like learn to walk before you try to run. Mm-hmm. They're not doing the basics well enough to to play that. I would consider the high pressing, you know, very active fullback game is, you know, it's what you would expect from an advanced club, a club really that has been together for a long time, has the craft of defense down well before you can be as confident enough to push those guys up. Yeah, I mean, you say one part of it there has been together a long time. I mean, that's never been TFC. Yeah, not Building chemistry goes and. Not part of the charter. Mm-hmm. No, no. I mean, I guess one way of looking at this would be the only way we're going to learn it is by playing it. And you know, is this just necessary sort of early teething problems, and eventually we'll come out the other side and be awesome? I, it seems unlikely, but I guess that would be the other argument. So, no matter what side of the argument uh, you land on, there's probably a good chance that a member of the defensive core uh, against Chicago ends up being the go to the match. The red-carded Warren Corval obviously seems like the simple choice for most, but did mm. anyone decide to half-step around Warren Corval and choose anyone else as their go-to-the-match? I had nobody else but Corval. Nope. Nope. Alright, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, James? Feel, I feel very bad for him. but I, I tried really hard to come up with somebody else, but if you're trying to embody the fault of that game in one individual performance, then it would have to be Corval. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of... I could arguably forgive the first yellow, but that second tackle was so... Like, the second yellow was so stupid. Yeah, I mean, both of them, though, I think this is a problem with Creval as a whole. He's been kind of set up to fail, I think. Mm. Oh, yeah. The first couple of games, he didn't look out of place. Well, I mean, sometimes he was completely out of place, but, you know, he was playing okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then against Salt Lake, and then again against Chicago, it was like his... Just basic touch, trying to control the ball, was often very, very heavy. 
Um, you know, he just looks like a player sort of whose confidence is shot, which doesn't surprise me after what's happened. And you know, Chicago went sort of right after him pretty much the whole game. True. And yeah, so I think both of like his yellow cards were. Um, but the first one was maybe just like his fault. He kind of miscontrolled it and then had to really try and go get the ball back. The second one, you know, where was the rest of the defense? He was the right back. Yeah. He was in the left half side of the field and there was no one else around him. That's true. I mean, we've been sucked far, so far over, which is something we've seen again and again and again. Everyone was on one side of the pitch and then he's in the middle, you know. Marking the fastest guy yeah, on the pitch. Against Columbus, it was him against a guy who's clearly very good in the air in Justin Merrim. Here, it was him against a really fast guy. And, yeah, we keep putting him in positions to fail, and he's not good enough not to fail. Well, I feel bad for him. I'm, I'm quite certain he's not a right back. Like, he's a no. central midfielder that's yeah. being plugged into a position. Yeah. And, I mean, everything changes out there. The angle that the ball comes at you, the amount of time that you're facing the amount of backup that you have as far as support for, for mm-hmm. laying off a ball when you're under pressure. and That's a lot to put on a guy, to leave him isolated in a position that he's not necessarily familiar with. It's, mm-hmm. it's bound to fail. You know? it, it, and, not only is it a specialist position, but it's also, as we've mentioned a few times on the show, it's a position that Vanny has decided to put so much into. So you've got the regular you know, problems of being a fullback in any league, and then throwing in the importance Vanny puts on that position to spearhead the attack. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, again, a lot to put on a guy who didn't come here, like you said, as a right back. Yeah. Or at least mm-hmm. not as a specialist right back. He came here as a utility midfielder defender. Mm-hmm. So so I guess probably the next question would be, are, are you guys, how many of you are, say, vilifying his performance, and how many of you are, I guess, sympathetic to the result of his performance? Both. I mean, he didn't play well. I mean, no. it's, it's harsh to blame him, but he was clearly the worst player out there. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, it just does not seem to be going well for him here. Hopefully we can figure things out and maybe start playing him as a midfielder or, you know, we dump him slash trade him for allocation and he goes to a, a team that fits him much better because I don't think he's a terrible player, but no. he's just been horribly misused. But right now he looks really bad. I sympathize with the out of position stuff. Vilify for the boneheadedness of yeah, the, of that's, the second that's, card. I'm, I'm more I'm more sympathetic than than vilify. You know, it's a little both, and I hate to sit on the fence like that. But no, get off no, the but fence. <laughs> we didn't bring you, you here to fence it. To, to be fair, to be fair, if you're watching the game, you 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 know you just scream at the TV, so it's outright vilification, and then you reflect on. Well, he was kind of doomed to fail, as Duncan mm. said, multiple times all game. So. Like yeah, you're gonna end up, end up on the fence, but I just wanted to see if if it was more one side than the other, and being straight down in the middle is fine. I I tend to look at it as as much as individual performances can really change the game. Like it's a team sport as much as any other sport is a team sport, and you can blame an individual guy for certain mistakes. But you know, like that second yellow card, he was so isolated on on a cam that if he didn't take him down, we probably would have been criticizing him for not marking his man. So he was he was damned if he didn't, he was damned if he didn't. Now, you know, whether it's wise to get yourself sent off as opposed to just letting the guy have a shot on net is another debate. But, you know, it's it's very much 50-50 as to whether it's team or, or individual who takes the blame there. And would you say that the, the ensuing free kick, that can you separate that incident simply for what it was? It's a red card, we didn't need a red card. That, taking away the fact that, the next thing that happened was the ball went into the net. It's hard to do that. Yeah, really. like, 
I like never mind that the goal that it resulted in a goal. It was still a stupid move. It, it, like, yeah, I mean, I think I'm I'm kind of okay with that part of it because I mean, like the alternatives were, you know, Akim gets past him and has got a good chance yeah. of scoring. Exactly. Or Akim gets past him, Preval keeps up and pulls him down for a penalty. Whatever, maybe giving, right giving up like <laughs> giving up a free kick like thirty yards out. Not a bad option. The red card is you know you have, to, you have time to set up your wall. You can get position. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not necessarily a bad trade off. You can figure out which part of the goal the wall is going to cover, which part the goal is going to cover. You can start writing you your dis- article about how the refs are against us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only follow up I have to uh, the goat question is: uh, You think there's any, uh, taking Craval out since we've. Uh, Crucified him nicely. <laughs> um, Sorry, it's a and, nice cross. <laughs> and any, any other player who has been a regular starter so far this year who you think could maybe uh, do with a little time demoted to the bench? Robbie Finley. Ah, yeah, that's, that's that was my answer mm. as well. Yeah, he's uh, and I think when the salaries are uh, released by the union, yeah. he will become a lightning rod of uh, well, discontent. I, mean, yeah, I think had to pay him. Like what he was getting at Salt Yes, because Lake. we couldn't wait for the next week well, once he well, we can't cleared take the our chances. Yeah. A whole bunch of teams want this He's guy. He's been to a World Cup, you mm-hmm. know. True. Oh, do you buy tickets too? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hard yeah, to win he, those. So three. am I. What's your point? World Cup attendee, Mark Hinckley. Um, yeah, he Sign hasn't been doing anything really. Yeah. So, yeah, give someone else a try there, whether it's Luke Moore or ideally bring DK. Let DK play in the middle. Of yeah. Altidore and Javinko kind of buzzing off like either side of him, swapping around. That caused all sorts of problems. I do have some concerns about Jonathan Osorio. It, yeah. it has yeah. to be brought yeah. up. Yeah, he, indeed. Um, you know, it, it's early in the season and he's playing a much different role than the one that we've seen him really excel in, but he's been really anonymous as far oh. as getting on the ball and making things happen. Now, you know, you're, you're going to have to be subservient to Giovinco. In yeah. this system, and and that's something that he'll come to terms with. But you know, I, I watch all the Canadians pretty closely, and and I've had nothing to say about him through four four mm-hmm. matches. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to uh, to give Jackson a go because you know one thing Jackson isn't is anonymous, and <laughs> I think he would be better at helping out the the defense, which has been a big problem. Whoever we have playing at right back, you know, hopefully Mark Bloom is fit by then. Have Jackson up there to help him out, and you know. No one with an exclamation mark after their name is anonymous. Exactly. <laughs> True. True. I think one other one other thing to mention though, when when we say that part of the plan is to have those those wide midfielders cut in, that's really predicated upon having possession and giving them time to get in there and get involved. And if if you're a team that's snatching for possession and looking to stretch the game, that's where a guy like Jackson comes in and he he wants that wide open space for the wide ball, whereas mm-hmm. Osorio more wants to have time to build up his moves and be patient with the ball. Now, I don't know if I'd necessarily say, like, take him out of the lineup or anything like that. Like, this strikes me as a as a situation where he's going to get some time to develop another side of his game. And, I mean, that's never a bad thing. It's whether it, it's working in the long term. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there was plenty of doom and gloom as this match headed towards another defeat. But there was a brief time where it looked as if TFC could maybe snatch victory or a draw, at least, from the jaws of inevitability. Uh, do any TFC players stand worthy of a man of the match for you? <laughs> <laughs> if you, you have to pick one. It's, sure. it, it's by, by law. By your VMP contract, Ooh. you have to choose a man of the match. Um, I'll go with uh, Javinko. Aren't think, we all? Uh, no. 
I, actually, I'm not. Well, based on that buildup, I'd obviously have to pick a non-goalie. All right. So uh, it would be Javico. <laughs> yeah. But it actually's been dick for me. So I would give it to Shayru. Yeah. I, yeah. He would. Be, he was up there too. Honorary yeah, mention. That finish on the second goal beats Giovinco's weak, no, twice deflected, <laughs> slippery pig shot. Giovinco gets a little bit of credit on Sheru's goal, though. Uh, Sheru gets uh, a little bit of credit on Giovinco's goal, sure. too. He was, he was oh, you Euros. <laughs> yes. Always sticking together. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, there were like two very good goals. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, aside from Giovinco's finish, the build-up build to, yeah. to get to that point was... I think pretty much everything that Greg Vanny would be thinking, yes, this is what I want them to do. And, you know, we had the, you know, sort of patiently passing it around, waiting for the opportunities. They were moving it out wide to the fullback on the right, wide to the fullback on the left. And then, uh, yeah, it was all very good. And then, yeah, the quick counterattack, a little bit of pressing, cause a turnover, quick counterattack and goal for the Finding second Finding a late runner at the top yeah. of the box, like that's, yeah, that's textbook stuff. You know? that, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, there, there's like a couple of signs of, oh yeah, this is what they're wanting it to be like. Um, but, you know, yeah, probably Javinko altogether as man of the match to go back to the original question. We did some nice little, little bits here or there as well. Again, not as involved as I'd like him to be, but we're Marseille in disguise going forward. We're, yes. We're Calais in disguise in the fence. <laughs> I got no problem with that. Being Calais in disguise? No, Marseille. Oh, okay. No. Mm. <laughs> uh, hindsight is, of course, twenty twenty, but we are a petty, petty group of gentlemen. It's true. Mm. While uh, maybe we aren't all enrolled at Game University as students of the game, I ask you to fill <laughs> in this blank panel. <laughs> if I were Greg Vanny, I would have blank... Not throwing my players under the bus for problems he caused. I caused. I guess I'm Greg Vanny here. You are Greg Vanny. (laughs) Wear your Banana Republic clothes proudly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, stop blaming your players. You're putting them in a situation with too too much responsibility on them. Every now and again they're going to fail. Maybe come up with ways that it's not so catastrophic when they fail. When I'm wearing my Greg Vanny pants... What I would have done it was uh, goes back to what James said earlier. Tempered the tactic, mm. uh, you know, when I wasn't exactly in possession of a single MLS starting fullback. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, mine was fairly similar. If I were if I were Greg Vanny, I would have drastically changed the strategy from the defense point of view. Keep the forwards as close to your original plan as as you want, but. Do something to to help them out in the bag. I got two here. Oh, oh it's a Greg Vanny skin suit. As a student of the game, um, and each is more controversial than the other. So we'll Ooh. start out with Ooh. the sweet. We need ratings, damn it! <laughs> First, I would have stuck with the back line from the Salt Lake game, rather than inserting Morrow sure. out of position. Mm-hmm. The idea there is is. How much confidence are you showing that you have in your players when you're going to bring a guy back from suspension and put him in a position that's not his natural position? Like now, Simonon, he's going to take it in stride and it's not going to be a, a big damper on his confidence or whatever. But, you know, there, there's strength in sort of showing that faith in, in people who performed well. And the need to tinker like that sort of struck me as unnecessary. And, like, you know, it's early season. Why not see what the guys can do so that you know what you have in your bench when it comes time that you need it? And then the second thing would have been I would have rested Altidore. 
Ooh. and given DK a chance from the start. That would have been controversial. You give James, DK... will you be my manager? <laughs> clearly not I really player. like this. Then he's been very good at using his bench, but, you know, Altidore, he traveled around with the American team. He's got to be a little bit tired. You know, you want to have your DPs out there every chance that they get, but give DK an hour to go out there and, and run people into the ground and then throw Altidore out there for the last half hour. Like, it... Mm-hmm. It gives you a weapon from the bench that Chicago is going to be concerned about. It gives DK that time to get a run out and see what he can do. And, you know, this, I feel like you need to use the full reaches of your squad. And if guys are just walking back into the starting lineup, then you're not really doing that. So those were the two things that I would have, I would have tried because it's early season. Lost anyways, so. I'd also make Robin Frazier wear a suit because... I, being Greg Vanny, look way too dressed up next to those other guys. <laughs> Matching? Speaking of, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, just check Come it. on, they got TFC suits for, for Gundam's sake. Yeah, but that was last season. Oh, well, still. How many times did they wear that? I smell a sponsorship opportunity. Yes. <laughs> Marshall Greyhouse, they sell formal form Robin Fraser brought to you by Baby Gap. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking, of course, of our scholarly manager, and be as generous as possible... Has there been any tangible progress in Vanny as manager since his inevitable graduation to the top job last summer? Whatever this flowing strategy is supposed to look like, it it had its fleeting moments where it was working-ish. Like, I'm starting to believe that actually mo- he has most of the talent to pull this off, but I'm quite curious about the chemistry of it all, and can it even hold together for a solid hour? Never mind 90 minutes. I think there's there's... There's a core there. I think this can work, but this is sadly a bit of a work in progress. So, I'll give him that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say it doesn't really seem like there has been much progress. I mean, I think the there's like some talented players in there that can do good things, but when you look at the tactics, I mean, just so much of what we've seen already this season looked exactly like the, the first couple of games after he took over. It's just a lot of counter-attacks and people get just a very unorganized defense and we we keep seeing the same issues again and again like defensively which I think is the main bit that a coach can influence and organize and it doesn't really seem like he's changing much at all yeah I mean I'll give him credit for identifying the problems publicly after a match (laughs) Uh, but not for finding a fix and yeah. and that's funny because usually a new manager, when things are sinking on a club, coming in and fixing the defense is often that, not simple, but step it's that one. basic step yeah. one. It's like, we're going to tighten up the defense. <laughs> no. so. Step one, they need to liberate them. Go out there and have fitness. Fitness and defense, yeah. Right. No ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, ketchup is the bane of all soccer. Um, I'm going to be extremely generous and say that we've seen glimpses. And this is to, to go back to something Duncan said. The two goals that they scored, now how much of this is the manager and how much of this is that you have some really good players. But those were purposeful goals. Mm-hmm. And I can't really remember a time when TFC's attack was particularly purposeful. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, whether it's, whether it's that you have really good players, whether it's that you're playing a terrible Chicago team, or whether it's Vanny is a tactical genius is yet to be determined. But I... If that's his plan to give those guys the ball and to have them set up to do stuff like that, then I kind of like that plan. Yeah. Although that's a good point that we didn't bring up is 
a terrible Chicago team. And this is a mm. bit of an acid test. Yes, they had scored twice in yes. four games. This this is not the last time we're gonna have we're gonna see TFC have to put out a lineup that is hodgepodge. Mm. You know, with Gold Cup injuries, whatever may happen for the rest of the season. If they can't handle a team like Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, uh, then you know it could be a canary in the coal mine when yeah, we have to I face mean, much better clubs. Was Chicago's attack really all that sophisticated? It was all about all right. Let's go fast down like, their left wing. Mm-hmm. That was basically the key to the whole thing, mm-hmm. and it worked rather well. So no, it is a very valid concern, but I would say that at this point in the season, you never know what any of the teams are going to be like. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I did an interview at the beginning of the season, and I was asked what team I wanted to watch carefully, and Chicago was disgracefully my choice for the team that I was looking at. Look, we all make mistakes. Yeah. I went back and covered myself by by saying that I don't necessarily expect them to be great. Like, the East is, is the weaker of the conferences, more or less, and Chicago has the potential to do something different. Now, whether whether we can take their results from the first few weeks and say that that's what they're going to be for the whole season or whether this result against Toronto, you know, the three DPs are coming together, Harrison Ship is on fire, you know. It remains to be seen if Chicago is as bad as their first few matches. You would hope not for their sake. Oh, I like Chicago. Mm-hmm. Deep dish pizza, whatnot. Oh, yeah. Mm. Now you're talking, brother. <laughs> it's like he listens. <laughs> Speaking of Chicago, before we close out our day off in Chicago, we would be denying our true selves if I didn't ask, what film by renowned Chicago-based film director John Hughes best encapsulates TFC and why? Gentlemen. Planes, trains, and automobiles. (laughs) Why, Mark? It's a group of unlikely players set off to make their way back to Toronto, stranded in various cities across North America. Uh, One notable scene includes... uh, one where Bradley and Vanny wake up together in a motel bedroom where Vanny claims to have his hand on a pillow when, in fact, it was Bradley's backside. Oh, my. Yeah, it was, uh, that hasn't come out in the press conference yet, but uh, <laughs> surely it will be outed as a mistake. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff yeah, on Bradley's yeah. backside. Seven game away trip. I mean, yeah. Things are going to happen. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's, right. it's, it's chaos and it's kooky. Uh-huh. It's really... <laughs> and then it gets really depressing right near the end. Oh, <laughs> oh no. It's like, oh, this is so sad. This poor guy has no home. Mark Blue. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a kid. Uh, seeing how I don't get on here that often, I gotta pack all of my playing cards into it. one. Yes. So I got two. Oh, two go again. It. First one is Weird Science. Dun, 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 dun. It is a bizarre experiment in dream realization. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble ensues as people are unsure how to deal with it, but hopefully it all comes together in the end. And the second one is Uncle Buck. Because Unky Greg is disciplining us for his own, for our own good, because he loves us so. Uh, I love the team bus with the bad backfiring. <laughs> also, the weird science is good because it's a couple of nerds in an office <laughs> putting just magazines and videos into a machine and saying, "We'll build something amazing." Sticks, sticks. Yeah. They hook it up to a four four two. I will go with uh, Miracle on the Thirty Fourth Street. <laughs> it's all about just a, some desperate childlike delusion of needed to you know, just keep something going that really doesn't make sense. What are you saying about Santa? Nothing. Also, potentially Breakfast Club because the the student needs detention. <laughs> <laughs> all that can be said is chicka chickow. Okay then. I had I had weird science, so I'm not doubling up on this. Uh, oh, magic and technology. Ooh, 
Toronto. Mid-season friendlies are back, but this time they're in May form. TFC and partner in former Terry Dunfield employment, Manchester City, are set to face off in a battle to see who has football's most indigestible ownership. (laughs) We are more than used to these big money kickball festivals by now, but this one is particularly shitty due to its scheduling midweek between two important fixtures and in May, no less. Whether you decide to go or not is entirely up to you. We offer, well, I offer amnesty to mm. longtime supporters of said visitor. So why, why wouldn't I? <laughs> but anyone who supports TFC must also feel particularly uneasy that this is A, scheduled where it is, and B, probably not the only one we see this summer. No. Thoughts, panel? Just a, a general to boo sure. to the whole idea. Really. <laughs> you can just boo if you want. <laughs> I echo that. You know, I think. Yeah, but yeah, it's you, we've already got seven games in May. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know, eight. I, yeah. It, yeah, it makes no sense. And it doesn't make sense for Man City either. I, you know, this End is of a, season? Yes, this is Who the pre-season warm-up oh, kind of thing. When I fall flat in my quest for the Premiership title, the first thing I want to do is get <laughs> on a plane to Toronto. Uh-huh. How better to prepare for the Europa League? And my team knows it. Uh, well, hey, no, you know, they may be super rich with oil money, but uh, direct flights to New York... Are really expensive, so you know they <laughs> have to stop in Toronto. Toronto. Why not? Yeah, catch a porter, catch a porter yeah, the rest of the way, yeah. straight to Newark. Just save themselves two point eight million dollars. They want to land in Newark so they can laugh at Red Bull as they go by. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to destroy you. I um, I couldn't believe it. Actually, my favorite thing was that that city announced it before Toronto did. I figured Toronto would have like leaked it three days before. Yeah, usually yeah. these things are leaked and teased, and you know they sent Kevin Payne up to Little Italy and yeah. special announcements, major announcements, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Asbachenko wasn't in Little Manchester. Oh man, where is Little Manchester? There's a fish and chip shop. <laughs> it's in our hearts. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the the only thing I could think of is like, wow. So, how many big money clubs haven't been here yet? So Barcelona's probably next year, and then at least one or two Italian teams in the coming years, and then Paris Saint Germain if they're still owned by their Saudi prince or whatever it is, and 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 then Bayern Munich would probably be the last of it. And then what do you do? Start all over? Make a new super club? Oh wait, we'll be a super club by then. I forgot. That's right. right. Yes. Exactly. Every home game is an exhibition. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you talk about every home game and exhibition, and that's one thing from the the press release they put out where Bezbachenko was like, oh, given our home opener and the Voyager's Cup, now this and then the Gold Cup, it's going to be a great spring and summer of football at BMO Field. And that's what it's all about. You know what a good spring and summer would be? TFC playing games and winning and doing well. Leave it at that. I and mean, it's they, they just don't care. It's just a yeah. series of exhibitions. and It's... You're it's never all about, happy. No, it's Leafs on turf. <laughs> no, not. Yes, it's, it's Leafs on turf. It's let's let's gloss over the fact that we're failing mm. and just highlight the fact that hey, 
More of it! Look at all these <laughs> events going on. Wow. And it might not be good, yeah. but at least there's a lot of it coming. Yes. Yeah. Just, Shouldn't, aren't you happy? <laughs> Shouldn't you be happy? Yeah. Just imagine how much money is going to get hoovered out of the tunnel club and everything. I hope it's Coronation Street Appreciation Night. <sighs> that would be nice. I actually thought, or maybe I secretly hoped that it was just a belated April Fool's Day prank, because that would have been a spectacular April Fool's Day prank. Yeah. Oh, that would have been amazing. Announcer friendly, get everyone really sort of riled up and pissed off, and yeah, no. Just kidding. Yeah. You know, silly me, I thought that seven matches in a month was going to be difficult, but eight, that's the sweet spot. <laughs> One <laughs> has seven, yeah. you can have eight. And after they've just come off a big away trip, they're going to not be in a hole points-wise to start off with, and they're going to need to be so winning some of these games to catch up. Why are you making it more difficult for yourself? And uh, nothing prepares you for a season run like playing 90 minutes against a team that is completely not interested in playing soccer. Yes. I I, I, I are you suggesting they won't be trying? Momentum. No. Momentum. They're playing for their jobs. <laughs> Who's going to be the coach? Is Pellegrini still going to be in charge at that point? I think they'll bring in Terry Dunfield. Terry Dunfield. It's a club ambassador. Now, if it was a testimonial match, (laughs) Terry Dunfield. Yeah, this is a totally different story. At least on that. Different. Different. Totally different They're not going to have to worry about, oh, got to impress the the manager so I can come back next year. The manager's not coming back next year. I'd love a Terry Dunfield testimonial. This is a lesson in branding. Like, you stick Terry's face on this, everybody is cool. Kia Yeah, honestly, I would be. Kia branded tassels. For every for the first ten thousand oh people, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. who needs thunder sticks when you can have tassels hanging from your socks? I'm just trying to think now. Did did I when I saw the the email that went out? Was there like was there quotation marks after like the C and TFC, or was it just a really 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 small font too? Like I I because either way that would be accurate. That's why the baby Jesus made a TFC too. <laughs> if that was the case, that's a spectacular coup. Oh. <laughs> Getting Manchester City in to play your USL side. I'm sold on that as well. Are you kidding you know? me? It's a coup that we're getting TFC 2 to play in Toronto. <laughs> did, did it actually mention BMO Field or is this being played in Vaughan? I don't know. Vaughan City opening the, the first the sentence did say based in Ontario. Oh. Maybe based oh. in the Ontario Soccer Center. There's a nice field by my house that I'm sure they could rent from the local parks department. Yeah. 60 bucks an hour for Manchester City. Mm. Only the best. Coronation Street theme. (laughs) Copa del Grandos Lagos wasn't the only show in MLS this weekend. With a look around the rest of Don Garber's Playhouse, here is Duncan Fletcher with this week's MLS Wins and Losses. Thank you, Kristen. Yep. Uh, yeah, things are things are picking up a little bit after a, a slow match. So, so despite a few low-scoring games this week, this was another one of those MLS weeks that had just a little bit of everything. Some, some entertaining games, streaks approaching historic status, predictable meltdowns, continued heartbreak, uh, a coach spat, and uh, much, much more. Fun. Uh, yes, it will be. Sweet. Keep listening. I'm here. <laughs> Riveted. Uh-huh. Um, totally right to start wins and losses with the biggest non-winners of all, the Colorado Rapids, uh, as they are taking a, a very serious run at the records book, record books. Even they broke two streaks in this one. Sadly uh, for them, yeah, very sadly was their zero goals conceded streak and their undefeated streak. Uh, they broke both of those, losing two 0 to the New England T Terrorists in Comely Commerce City. 
Um, the nil that they got was their fourth streak to start the season. Going back to last year, they now have a 600-minute goal streak going on. Uh, only two and a half games away from 2007 TFC's uh, all-time MLS record. A record Don't we take never that thought away from us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have. <laughs> Let's do a Kickstarter <laughs> to get them on goal. We, we, we can break it again. That'll give us something new to work on. Exactly. Yeah. We, we've been lacking goals since 2007. <laughs> Everyone needs a project slash Yeah, hobby. exactly. Yes. Uh, this was a pretty remarkable nil that they got, as, uh, especially in the second half. They just dominated New England, uh, outshot them 17-9 altogether. They hit the post three times and had a penalty awarded, then taken away for an offside that happened after the penalty, uh, which is pretty remarkable that stuff. That was an either. egregious decision. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But, I mean, you think about it, though, I mean, presumably, I mean, does the offside happen when the pass is hit or when the ball is received? This was the pass was kicked before he got fouled and the penalty was given. What a... <laughs> who knows? It was weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Analysis. Yes. Hard-hitting uh, journalism. Yes. That uh, makes it 18 straight games now, going back to last season. Uh, they haven't won. Tied for the all-time record with uh, 2004-2005 Real Salt Lake. Um, but don't tell Sam Cronin that. Uh, no. Him. We've been winless in four games, he said after the match. Last season makes no difference whatsoever to all the new players. I've been around some teams with some difficult spells like this. <laughs> you sure <laughs> have. My ears are burning. I think you've got to talk, talk your way through it and be proud. Hang on, let me check Wikipedia. Let's see who we played for. Who could he be talking must about? Must be San Jose. Yes. Um, Coach Pablo Mastereni, who was sent off for arguing the almost penalty, uh, is a little more ready to wallow in some self-pity. Uh, for the third consecutive week, the opposing team's goalkeeper will probably have the serve of the week. And it just seems as if our goal is covered with some kind of saran wrap, he said. Uh, they go for the record this Friday in Dallas, and uh, I think they'll get it. What should be preserved in saran wrap is his mustache. Yes. <laughs> I see a chance for some product placement. Yeah, yeah. Pringles. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I mean, obviously, Mastroen has been crap. We're talking about this. No one's really, what the hell's going on with Mastroen? He should be fired. Mm. Vanny needs to grow himself a distraction mustache. Yes, a hilarious, <laughs> tie you to a railroad mustache. Yes. That's all people talk about with Mastroen. Yeah, so, first yeah, 10,000 people bad. at the home opener get a distraction mustache. Mm. Yes. That's what the team should be, a distraction mustache. <laughs> <laughs> We can carry that for like four games. Nobody will say a thing. Don't look at the results. Look at the mustache. Look at the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> uh? Uh? Wow. Can we meet at the red threads that bind us together? It can be a red mustache. The red mustache that binds, us, that binds our lips together. That's the name of my uh, That's the name of my new supporters group, Red Mustache. <laughs> also sounds like an adult film. Oh. It's a spin-off. Oh. No. Yeah, it's no, no, it's not, don't go exactly. there. No, 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 too late. No, yes. um, anyway, getting back to uh, football, uh, talking of FC Dallas, Mark Ingley's FC Dallas, Thank they you. finally lost their first game 3 ah. 1 in Portland, uh, Portland's first win. Big interest here, though, uh, was from the, the coaches immediately after the final whistle. Oscar Pereja obviously thinks Caleb Porter whines too much to the reps and mound wiping his eyes with a tissue that he then offered to Porter in lieu of the customary handshake. Uh, uh, uh. Porter took it, threw it back over Pereja's head while telling him to look at the scoreboard as he walked off. 
Pereca, half-heartedly looked like he wanted to chase him, and his assistants duly stepped in to pretend to restrain him, so he didn't uh, have to chase him. Take could just do the old scrappy do, let me at him routine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all sorts of fun, really. Uh, Porter later said that he'd never been disrespected like that by another coach. And uh, Pereja later said that uh, this was just a message to all MLS coaches, uh, himself included, that they should stop crying to the refs on every play. Uh, Lizzie's including himself. Yeah, yes. that's, that's a good sort of fall on, uh, I guess. Uh, Dallas's loss means Vancouver are now the big winners, sitting uh, top of the league uh, after beating LA Galaxy 2-0, forcing uh, Bruce Arena to emulate his droopy dog looks with his post-game comments. We have no excuses. We were soundly beat over 90 minutes. They outcompeted us from the start, he said. Also adding, we got beat in every aspect of the game. There's no area we can feel good about. Good job, work, Duncan. Yes. <laughs> it's like a mayor. thought so. Rook doo doo. This is like Saturday morning cartoons. This is great. <laughs> We had Scrappy Doo, Drew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Born in Kansas by. City, pulled a Bugs Bunny by almost going to Albuquerque. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, the Western Conference old guard somewhat struck back with uh, RSL beating San Jose 1 0 on a fabulous uh, Javier Morales goal and Seattle beating Houston 1 0 in both fairly unremarkable games. Meanwhile, in the East, the status quo was again enforced with another 1 0 result. DC United, for the second straight game, got a somewhat undeserved injury time winner. Uh, against Orlando. Uh, injury time loses in two straight home games now. Uh, they also lost forward Pedro Ribeiro, uh, also known as the only guy not Kaka who's looked like scoring for them this season, uh, mm. which will hurt, but that should at least give Kyle Laren a chance to get some games in, which is nice. Um, the most entertaining game of the week was probably Toronto in Chicago, but the week ended with another 3-2 game, uh, entertaining more for the sloppiness and late drama of it than any quality on display. Uh, despite only attempting 212 passes all game and only connecting on 53% of them, lovable losers Philadelphia Union were about to get their first win of the season in Sporting Park, no less. Uh, leading 2-1 as the game near its end, uh, thanks partially to a Jacob Peterson own goal. Bastard. Oh, oh wait a minute, own goal. You said own goal. Yes. Yay! Yeah. Not bastard. Indeed. Hero. Um, they then comically <laughs> messed up a breakaway chance. <laughs> by uh, a mixture of deathly slowness from Fernando Arisaguieta <laughs> bad luck when Sebastian Latou hit the post and a horrible shot on the rebound from Michael Lahoud uh, then the refs announced six minutes of injury time uh, that was more than enough the Sparks scored twice from in close amid shoddy set-piece defending and goalkeeping uh, Rice and Bowley once again not earning his DP paycheck uh, Philly now sit bottom of the league with just two points, minus four goal difference, more goals conceded than even TFC. Uh, although they have played one more game. So. Ah, okay. We'll uh, fix that. Yeah. Jim Curtin uh, confirmed later in the week that uh, Mboli has now been dropped from the first team, pretty much indefinitely, and uh, reports give the strong impression he's not going to be coming back at all. Uh, it's always good to see DP implosions happening to other teams. Yeah. DP goalie? Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? So uh, their, yes. their second one, wouldn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. The Moon Dragon, the moon dragon yeah. 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 The Moon Dragon yeah. Festival. Yeah. Why? Good question. <laughs> the United States is littered with quality <laughs> keepers. Zuckmuth Math was fine. Math was even him. better than in bully for oh, a absolutely. lot of people who've seen this. Yeah. Um, Plus yeah, he had math weird. in his name. Yeah. <laughs> And that just proved that the Scots could add, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's always nice to uh, to get that. Uh, the tart was actually just a bunch of pluses, yeah. really yeah. closely knit together. Nice. Yeah. Put them in the equal signs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was full of formula. Lovely. <laughs> Uh, finally, it's it's not MLS, but it'd be remiss not mention Montreal's CCL efforts. Uh, a 2-0 win into a, a very engaged uh, Alajuelense Stadium, extending the lead, then withstanding a furious comeback, as well as shoes, coins, and racism, Who to uh, escape shoe? with a no-way goals win. A racist. I love, I love, I love the fact that, that, that the impact almost pulled an impact. Yeah. By... They came very, very close. They to almost two thousand nine themselves. It's crazy. Uh, that would have been more entertaining, I think. But you know, good for them. Yeah. Um, they move on. To, they will meet Club America in the final. Oh, good for them. <laughs> well done, <laughs> Mr. Schramm. <laughs> that would be your MLS wins and losses for the week. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks. Hey, everybody! It's Bitchy Blanks. Here comes the best car I've ever done. You ready? James, you son of a bitch. Time to rock out with your hawk out because it's another edition of everyone's favorite bird of prey based online fill in the blank game, Bitchy Blanks. Hey. As always, we've waited through the thousands of online submissions from around the globe for a winner. But before we announce this week's champion of bitching, here are the panel's best answers for last week's question. This season, an MLS ref will give TFC a red card for... Panel. A two-footed studs-up challenge on a TFC player resulted in a visibly broken leg. Later, review will assess the red card to the actual culprit who went on to bag the late game winner. Our original red card will stand. Altador will tweet something ironically. Mm. That's a big blank. Mm-hmm. Well, there was no limits on it. Sorry, I, mine's like that too. <laughs> TFC, uh, an MLS ref will give TFC a red card for causing other teams to celebrate. <laughs> when an opposing player takes his shirt off after yet another goal, they will blame TFC for slowing down another match. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like the way you're thinking there. Huh. Um, I have a uh, get a, a red card for deliberate handball. Uh, Commissioner Don Grabber is going to be coming to visit, uh, and uh, some of the players <laughs> are going to take that all wrong and actually go and grab his dog. And you, know, you can't do that to the commissioner. Red card. Toledo. <laughs> at some point this season, an MLS referee will give TFC a red card for urinating at each of the four corner flags in a vain attempt to remove whatever witchcraft has besought them with this curse. Nice. You would hope they'd do that outside, outside of the game. But for it to work, it's got to be uh, during yeah. the 90 minutes. It's got to be ritualistic. At least get the Timbits kids to do it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> It's hard to beat that comedy gold you've just heard, but the real winner this week is being brought to you by Duncan Fletcher. Thank you, Kristen. Yep. Uh, what have we got here? The real winner, we will go with... Uh, a couple of people went uh, with this theme, but uh, we will go with uh, potentially a first-time winner, uh, Port of Brandon, at Port of Brandon on Twitter. Port. Mm-hmm. So they say. And uh, his answer is they will get a red card for serious foul play. And Kurt Larson will still whine about it for a month. 
He didn't hear a thing. No, he didn't <laughs> hear a thing. Yeah. yeah. So what it was was. <laughs> <laughs> What's this week's bitchy blank story? Well, funny you ask, Duncan. This week's bitchy blank concerns TFC's new push to rebrand what they call the South End supporters. No, not a new Toronto chapter supporting the Essex Minnows South End United, but the coming together of all recognized supporter groups into Beamofield South End. This, of course, begs the blank. Beamofield South Stand is for supporters groups. The North Stand must be for... Blank. <laughs> Send your answers to us on Twitter at VocalMinorityCA with the hashtag BitchyBlanks or in the comments section under this post on VocalMinority.ca. Play on time, for the love of God, play on time. None of us here have any time for this at work. Son of a bitch. The meaning of all of that, the media is the wax. As you believe it's true, it will be through the roof. Suckers, liars, give me a shovel. Some writers I know are damn devils. From them I say don't believe the hype. Yo, Chuck, it must be on a pipe, right? Depends, depends. I'm One of the buzzwords that has appeared rather organically in TFC supporting circles this year is... Narrative. The feeling, rightly or wrongly, that everything we are fed by the club itself or its more allied mainstream media acolytes has to fit into a neat little box that suits the corporate message and image of TFC and MLSE in general. While this always has been the story at TFC, perhaps it is a sign of a maturing supporter base that these things are noticed a bit more and questioned. With that in mind, we're going to do a little exercise here today called Narrative or Not. So it took me a long time to come up with that. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it sounds like hours of research. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pulitzer worthy. Thank you. The Pulitzer. <laughs> it's like the Pulitzer, except it makes pooey. <laughs> I'm going to list some of this year's more repetitive TFC angles and ask the panel if this is corporate doublespeak or genuine issue. First up, referees are influencing TFC matches more dramatically than at other clubs. Narrative. Easy. Narrative. Yeah. Oh, he's thinking about it. No. He's thinking about it, kids. No. James Grazi. Narrative. Oh. But. With the putt. Oh, but. Oh. <gasps> there's a lot of room for relationship building here, so I am calling for hotter tea and fluffier towels in those referee dressing rooms. Yeah. Juicier oranges, maybe. Yeah. Sandwiches, no crusts. Two likes crust. Not Toledo. <laughs> no. Man hates a crust. Mm. Next one up. This is the strongest TFC squad in club history. Yes, but that's a very low bar. (laughs) It's still not good. It's the tallest midget narrative. Yeah, it's the tallest midget. Yeah, it is legitimately a tall midget. If this is the strongest team in TFC history, name the second strongest team in TFC history. Go ahead. You got what? Eight of them to choose from. It's probably TFC 2. Yeah, probably <laughs> TFC 2, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Wilmington Hammerheads. Yeah, it, it probably is the strongest team, but it, you know, if we're measuring them against each other, then, as you said, it's not really a, a question at all. It's sort of, let's let's have a team that people can actually be proud of, and then we'll worry about which one was the worst. Or the best. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to say this one falls slightly closer to genuine based on the table mm-hmm. more than narrative it's a close the needle is mm-hmm. in the middle I, I would agree with that All right. the long road trip and the bye weeks are partially responsible for this slow start that's fair partially is a good word to have in there but yeah no. that's okay. been my concern since since they released the schedule was 
bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 fair. That's that's uh, not narrative. I think any team would struggle, regardless, be TFC or otherwise. Another genuine. You guys are harsh in my negative buzz. <laughs> Here's one that's been uh, floated a little bit quietly, but. Uh, Away fixture losses aren't quite as critical as uh, potential home losses. I think there's definitely some truth to that. I think generally in MLS, you, you don't really win that many away games. You know, you, you get the majority of points at home. So, true, but what it comes down to is, you know, oh yeah, TFC are going to struggle, that's fine. Is it fine? Not really, because when was the last time TFC were ever good at winning their home games? <laughs> Fortress BMO, anyone? Mm. Remember, there was, there was a whole since, week narrative. in 2008. Not, not, <laughs> since, <laughs> not since like 2010 under Parecki and Chad Barrett when I think they won. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> under Parecki and Chad Barrett. God. Oh. God, I need two <laughs> shots. <laughs> God, that's at the day. All, all you had to say was like, remember when Darlington had Parecki and Chad Barrett? Well, I'd be smashed <laughs> on the floor. They weren't even called TFC then. They were Parecki featuring Chad Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> that was what was like on the Yeah. But, you know, the the first couple of months of the season, they won all the time at home under those guys. Um, they haven't done that since, and yeah. I'm not convinced they will. I mean, people have pointed to, oh, you know, sporting Kansas City back in 2011. Look what they did. They really struggled, and then they had a lot of home games, and they were fine. Yet they were moving into an entirely new stadium, new rebrand. It's more or less an entirely new club. There was a lot of excitement and newness to that. There's nothing for goodness! Knew about BMO Field. Um, oh. Upper deck. So, yeah, the, I don't think there's going to be any new stadium bounce or anything like that. So, I. Yeah. Better shaded morning games? That's about it. <laughs> you know, those games oh, that yeah. kick off at 8. Yeah, those <laughs> eight. The sun is never going to come up yeah, on the oh, stand. If you're sitting in the North Stand. Yeah, so we're still. We're going to- yeah, yeah. I think in, in MLS's case, it's true. In other leagues, that would be narrative. Because to get in the playoffs, you just have to be one of the best 12 teams. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be one of the best teams in the league, the object is to win the league, then that's, that's, that's narrative. You have to win those games to win the league. Mm. But since all we got to do is effectively flop into the playoffs... You that's can, the dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the dream. That's the, yeah, that's, of course it's the dream. If they achieve the dream, then our tickets go up for really pathetic reasons. Yes. Yeah, you know... Uh, Points are points. It doesn't matter when you get them. It doesn't matter where you get them. What winning on the road gives you is it makes up for any mistakes that you make at home. So dropping points on the road means you're going to have to go closer to perfect at home to have any success. Narrative or not, it's, that's probably a narrative because you know you don't want to get to the middle of May and have your big fancy Manchester City celebration and have three points on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fear that it, it drops into, with TFC, maybe not so much with other clubs, with TFC as a, a bit of an apologist thing. You know, like, oh, you know, we've never been good on the road, so whatever, don't worry, we'll, we'll fix it at home. It, we're not a road team. But, but <laughs> the thing is, do we, don't do, we, don't do, we don't do traveling well. It's gravel. Um, but, like, a game against Chicago, for instance, you know, you're not picking up the, that momentum against the club you should have. Mm. So it's a dangerous precedent to accept as the reality of your club. Uh, the captaincy change. It was much ado about nothing. Genuine or, or narrative? 
Yeah, but if I mean, it definitely counts for something, I think. Yeah, if it's much to do about nothing, why do it at all? Mm. If it if it's if it's that meaning if if we're being told that it's meaningless, then maybe you shouldn't have done it in the first place, mm-hmm. because it obviously meant something to the people involved. Ah, but so he'll be he'll be gone soon. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Yeah. Here's one that we hear an awful lot, and we'll close out with this one. Greg Vanny is a promising manager because he is a student of the game. Narrative. <laughs> <laughs> he he does come across as like book smart. You know, in interviews, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about, and I think you know people that have talked to him in depth always seem impressed. So yeah, I think he's got good ideas, but you know whatever the the footballing equivalent of street smart is, yeah, he don't he doesn't have that. He keeps kind of getting outsmarted by opposition managers, and I think yeah, he's. Being a student, he's got all these ideas. He thinks he's really for goodness. In hockey, Sanchez knows what he's doing, and then he gets out in real life, and oh, oh no! And Yallop shanks him. <laughs> yes, street smart Frank so, Yallop. Yeah, he's arrogant. Kevin's smarter knife. than he is. Pity he isn't. Yeah, the problem with students is they're not yet ready to be not professionals. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, Toronto's got a history of bringing in the next great coach. I mean, Aaron Vinter. Ryan Nelson, they were students of the game. They were fantastic. Look where they are now. <laughs> Ajax in a vineyard. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think the thing with uh, Toronto FC is student of the games. Yeah, that's fine if you have if you want to take years to develop, mm. or if you know the student of the game is maybe managing your reserve squad. What TFC needs. Yeah. Maybe as a professor of the game. Sure. Ooh. Yeah, a master. <laughs> At least a substitute yeah. teacher. He does seem smart, so you know, let him be an assistant coach mm-hmm. yeah. and let somebody else be taking care of the you know, the in game knife fighting like tactical knife fighting that goes on. <laughs> Robert Fraser yeah. has knife. Or the have him like go back to being like the academy head. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then he could be a professor of the game. Mm-hmm. But the academy and you know, you've got these like ideas here and then you filter it down and people that can actually sort of react to things and know what they're doing can interpret your vision and make it right. We can but set up the Bastia system from our under 12s. We could. <laughs> Glorious. That would be amazing. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. The seafood alone. Oh, <laughs> spectacular. Uh, That's true. That's true. Those Corsicans, they know what's going on. Yeah, this is, uh, this is nothing but narrative. Um, after all this, after, after eight years, why would I want a student? I would rather take my chances with a with a with a recently drummed out MLS coach than somebody who's never done this before. Say Precky or somebody like that. Right, <laughs> no, right. Nelson was recently drummed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are hiring a former MLS coach. <laughs> right. We need a manager with MLS experience. Yeah, like this isn't the place for an internship so that you can continue Chris your studies. Yeah. It's always the place for an internship. This is the place where you go. It's it's a nice little job to learn something by. Yeah, it's like one of those it's private dental academies. <laughs> yes. It sounds like a scam. There's no guarantee of a job at the end of it. Oh, no, there's pretty much a guarantee that you will not have a job <laughs> at the end of it. Well, unless you count vineyards. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Sitting back and earning that non-disclosure agreement money is a pretty sweet that's job. That's some sweet money right there. <laughs> yeah. That's not I the won't reason re- to take the job. I didn't even want to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't I even talk no. to the media again. But you're going to pay me not to? Nice. I'll go to New Zealand. You don't Zealand even know I'm illiterate. This is fantastic. <laughs> Do you know how much a Canadian dollar is in New Zealand? Amazing. 
I bought a second vineyard. <laughs> It's that time of the show once again where the panel takes turns trying to stump each other with TFC Land's hardest questions in VMP Would You Rather. I'll start off today in a timely and decidedly not gross way with this. That's a preface. Would you rather get paid $100 to go see Man City versus TFC Friendly or have to pay $1,000 to watch TFC versus Montreal in an MLS Cup semifinal that is blacked out on TV? Only way you can see it. <laughs> um, I'll pay to watch TFC. Thousand bucks. Thousand sure. bucks. TFC Montreal, MLS Cup semifinal. MLS if you're the semifinal. No, I oh, won't. Yeah, <laughs> Don't get ideas. It's just a game. Don't get ideas. Sorry. Or you... or get paid a hundred bucks to go sit no. through the friendly. When when you when you first said it, mm-hmm. um, I, th- I thought it was like boys just going. Why would I pay for? Thousand? No, no. This, this, is, this, is, the, Cup this is the MLS that Cup. Happens every year. MLS We're Cup automatically semifinal. This is Canadian soccer history in the making. <laughs> yes. So was April was it April twenty eighth, whatever the home game is. Um Hmm. I'll defer I'll defer to I'm, 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 paying, I'm paying to see it. A grand. I am a weak willed sucker. Yeah, I don't know. I I <laughs> There's a lot I, of money at this table. I, okay. Are you all in? I'm gonna I'm gonna say because <laughs> Oh, I hear I hear your Scottish roots coming out. No, okay, I yeah, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Lay it on a Zach McMath. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> proud, proud McMath. Um, I, I'm uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Man City money and uh, filth, and uh, I'm not going to the game, but I'm taking the money. No, oh, 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 that's not the thing. No, you are sitting no, there for nine minutes. I don't give a shit. No, you are there for warm ups and interviews afterwards. Too. Eyes propped open. You have to go to Talk autograph rally after the match. Yeah, that wasn't yes. part of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. I go to the game, but like for for a grand for a semifinal blacked out. Uh, final. I'll follow no, it no. on Twitter. Well, for Montreal and Toronto. Can I know, I know, I know, no. But no, what I'm saying is this: if it were the oh, final, I like the logical consistency of this. Question. <laughs> this is serious business. No, but if it, if it were a final, a grand. No problem. Semi-final? Oh, screw it. But they're playing a reconstituted Chivas in the final who has no players. A zombie Chivas. <laughs> I don't know. Zombie Kubo Torres. So it is a f- it's amazing. <laughs> I, wa- I, I, would, I would like to get zombie uh, Kubo Torres on a on All right. Yeah, sorry. All right. Semi-final, I'm, I'm, not, getting, I'm not getting crazy for you know, that. You know what you should try? Being a real fan. <laughs> Part times border. Filthy yeah. oil money. The supporters club is called the Red Mustache. By the way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> More filth from Marketing. All right. Would you rather have your star player just completely flame out and be horrible and then eventually get kicked out of the team, Rice and Bowley style, or be really good and then get injured in a friendly with career ending injury? <laughs> it's a Mr. <laughs> or Ronnie O'Brien kind of thing. Oh. oh. I'm gonna go with the first one. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather see them fail, fail spectacularly under their under the weight of their. Is it not better to have loved and lost and never loved at all? No, that? because because the other one hurts my soul. Like I I would rather see somebody fail and then fail to the point of, of that's it, you're done, than see somebody who was on the rise and have it cut from under them. Yeah. It's the poetry of it, really. I'm I'm with Mark. The DP, the B, DP angle is still sort of, you're taking a gamble. 
And there is something extremely pleasurable about seeing that crash <laughs> and burn in a horrible, uh, horrible, expected narrative. So I would go with that rather than have my soul destroyed. But okay. I'm going, with, I'm going with the other one. Nice. <laughs> because uh, I like the narrative of, we could have had it all if only that <laughs> would not happen. Just... And plus, it would put a black mark on friendlies. Yeah, there you go. Ooh. Because they would listen to that. <laughs> no. Uh, evidence. They would evidence. just not play the deep Evidence. <laughs> See, I, I, this is where I'd be tweaking. It's like, all right, what if because of that there's no friendly policy? Now, now, no, but now I'm thinking... What is this? Would you also rather? No. <laughs> Which leads this to game has rules. No, no you're, you're, trying, you're trying to gauge this with This is not evil. a follow your own adventure. <laughs> I didn't say it was. Whatever it is. Create your own adventure. Choose. 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 There we go. Create your own adventure is just going by in a book. <laughs> that links nicely back into no, really? mine. That's completely somebody Would else's you rather? Adventure. All right. James, this is yeah, your this is your first time in VMP. Would you rather? It is. Lay it on us. Would you rather never play another friendly, Sounds but good. never make the playoffs? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we already or, do that. So, but the so reality or is gone. <laughs> Or play a friendly every month, but make the playoffs. <laughs> every year, playoffs? <laughs> sure, why not? Mm. Oh, are, are we just kind of finishing sixth every year and stumbling into the playoffs? There will be no winning of championships here. <laughs> We're too tired. <laughs> We've only aimed for the playoffs. <laughs> then screw the playoffs. Yeah. No the only friends. team in the league that's played 42 games. <laughs> Although, if we are going to play one every month, then there's going to be exotic teams. <laughs> that's what that was exactly We could see the wonderful South End United yeah. play yes. in front yeah. of Tony, United Tony. South End. Yes. Are you going in September? <laughs> Shimizu S. Pulse is that coming. Is my answer is yes. Oh, my God. J-League teams? Yeah. Bring the J-League teams over. Let's go watch some of that. Omiya, our My favorite. Love the Squirrels. Squirrels, Although, is a rotation? Oh, dude. Are the same teams coming back in rotation, or is it all new teams? Oh, look, it's Independiente. Every every club to ever (laughs) featured in the badge of the month. Rotates. Hearts of Oak! Yeah! I'm in, if only for the the, uh, double scarves. (laughs) Yes! Oh, this is so appealing to me. This is a cottage industry. With their mascots. Yes. It should be perfect. Yes. Oh, there will be a mascot race at the conclusion of every family. Sold. <laughs> I'm in. Sold. See? See? This is what I'm saying. Gates the needle. Gates the needle. Where can you go? Branding. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, this this was inspired from an email that uh, that Kristen, may she rest in peace wherever she is at work, because um, she's on a break. So uh, she sent an email to us uh, uh, showing a video of Bradford City fans singing at an away game about one guy eating his pie. Mm. <laughs> it is probably the... Who knew Colin Samuel was a Bradford fan? <laughs> hey. To me, it's the most beautiful fan singing video I've ever seen. And it had me thinking about away days. So, would you rather... Three, three options. Would you rather the current Division 1, as it stands, where the closest road games are five, and, five plus hours away... A Division Two caliber, where you have more teams, and you could effectively go to one or two away days, where you could not have to get up at some ungodly hour, go to the match, watch the match, come home, and not get in at two in the morning. So you'd have like Detroit, Rochester, or a Division Three. So even more teams than that, where you could go to the majority of your away games in any given season. So Ottawa, London, Kitchener, Buffalo, Erie. 
<laughs> Ooh, eerie. Eerie. <laughs> eerie would be the limit. Eerie's about <laughs> eerie would be like three and a half hours, so. So would you so basically the question is away days. Would you like more of them? So but would you take a lower quality caliber of football for it? Yeah, more away games. I say yes At to least. that. Eventually, you get you get used to the level of football you you, you know support all the time. I know. I'm, 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 let's be honest: at the away games, you're not really paying that much attention to the game. No, it's <laughs> hashtag banter. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. like. I'm I'm between Division Two, Division Three. I don't like. I love the idea of the away games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. It's just Montreal, Columbus are just too far to pull it off for one day. You can do it. Mm-hmm. It's hardcore, but I would not. Because even uh, the only example I use is when Montreal was still. Uh, USL at the time, USL mm-hmm. Pro, and came here for Canadian Championship. Still better than ninety nine percent of uh, MLS matches we got, just because oh, there absolutely. was because there was a way supporters. I'm, to me, at least. I'm I'm looking forward. I I desperately can't wait for uh, Toronto play Ottawa Fury here, just because that would be mm-hmm. great. I w- I would consider going to Lansdowne to go see that game just because it's not as far as Columbus. Well, let's hope they rejig the rules of the Voyageurs come soon. I'm sure they'll find a way to We're never going to get that number one yeah. seed. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that illuminating insight into what makes the panel tick, we say goodbye for another week. Join us next week when we look ahead to TFC's visit to Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas, have some banner ideas, and Duncan Fletcher sings the songs of Sade down the phone to a surprised yet intrigued Chad Barrett. <laughs> a final goodbye then from the panel find him on twitter at kidnerdmark this was Mark Hinckley sweetest taboo a super sub of the highest caliber on the twitters at grossy g-r-a-w-s-e-e he was James Rossi I think I strained my hamstring guys oh dear oh, we'll get some bomb for you follow him then block him at Duncan D. Fletcher <laughs> he was as always Duncan Fletcher you can't hear me. You can't hear me. <laughs> and for me, at MalarkeyFC on Twitter, I'm Tony Walsh saying more than ever, get used to it, Toronto. Narrative. Totally narrative. James, again, quiet. Quiet. On the green, James Gross steps up. (laughs) (laughs) I I got nothing. I got nothing. This is... Commit to something. We didn't didn't bring you on here for nothing, James. That is in my resume. I provide (laughs) nothing of any value whatsoever. Are you kidding me? Have you seen what I bring to this thing? (laughs) A microphone. <laughs> Burn on you, I think. <laughs> um.
Are you planning to go to the CCL final in Montreal? I, I was thinking about, about it. Thinking about it. Yeah, it historic games. It's April 29th. It's during the Hot Dogs Festival. I have like a million uh, documentaries that I'm seeing. Oh, there. I think yeah. Hot Dog Festival. Oh, God, for a second there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they have a Hot Dog There's Festival? festival <laughs> just for Hot Dogs? I love Montreal. There's no way I'm going to talk my wife into going to Montreal for that. Strippers yeah. with red hots everywhere. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Got excited for a um, second. I was thinking about it, but then I saw the date and I'm yeah, like, uh, I think I have four documentaries out there. the mitt sausage. Yes, I was going to ask. He's got a TFC 2 shirt, kids. Look at that. You clearly should have been wearing that during the show. Yeah, probably. Beautiful as well. No stupid Maple Leaf. Doesn't say all for long. It's like they made it. We have to make all these things and stick them to you. Fantastic. Vince Vaughn's cannoli warehouse. Come on, make it happen. I want to draw it. I do want to Just take a picture of him with it and then just keep, we'll keep constantly rotating them. Done. Let's make this happen. Rice and Boli? Rice and Roni. Rice and Bolis. The San Francisco. I hope they call him Bully the Goalie. They better call him Bully. <laughs> you would hope you would somebody be shocked. <laughs> I'd be very disappointed with the Sons of Ben if they didn't have Bully the Goalie. <laughs> Even Algerians, I don't know. What is don't what know. is Goalie in French or whatever? Gardien? Porter. <laughs> but even then, you know, they should have figured that out. <laughs> yeah. Bully the Gardien. Boring. <laughs> <laughs>